welcome back to the it's time podcast i'm mariah and that is kaylee stop laughing (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry and welcome to an episode today's episode is going to be all about femininity love that word we just had at least a two-minute conversation about that word femininity (laughs) (laughs) also let's just start off with happy pride happy pride bitches Happy Pride from a gay and an ally. Ally. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a TikTok with the audio. That would be good. God. Yeah. Um, how are you, Kaylee? I'm pretty good. How stuff is wrapping up, which is a relief. I'm ready for it to just be done. So I can just yeah. stress about the money instead of stressing about the process and the money. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You need to like check some things off exactly. the list. Mm-hmm. Um, my crying girl, if you listened last week, my crying girl's still crying for at least four hours every day. So that's Aww. awesome. Awesome for her. Awesome for me. Awesome for the 21 other children. It's just all around. Awesome. Wow. Um, <laughs> but speaking of pride, um, I feel mm. super, well, I shouldn't feel lucky. Ew, how annoying that I was just going to say that. But the reality of America is I am lucky Mm -hmm. as an ally that I live, not live, I work in a district that supports teaching about pride and like celebrating all different ethnicities and cultures and types of people and love. And um, I actually was- Because that's what society looks like. Because that's what's real it's like in life. That's what's real. Exactly. That's what the world is. Um, like I was actually given $50 every month this year to buy books towards like Black History Month or AAPI Month, Pride, like whatever. Um, and I already had like a decent collection of Pride books anyway. Well, not Pride necessarily, but, you know, LGBTQIA yeah. inclusive books. And every morning I either do a slide about the month or I read a story or whatever. And today I read a story um, and it was, I am jazz. It's um, about jazz Jennings, who, Mm -hmm. um, if you're not familiar, I mean, she's one of the like earliest trans people I was ever made aware of. I think, I mean, I think she had like her own. So, um, what else? I'm blinking, but yeah, I've seen that book too. I've seen the cover. Yeah, she's a I know YouTuber, yeah. so she's like well known in the LGBTQIA world. She's like a yeah. a role model for a lot of people. I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she helped to write this children's book, and I read it this morning, and it was just so sweet seeing the reactions Mm. of the kids I mean this is what day of the month that is it I don't know I think we've had like three days of school that have been pride so far and every day the kids just like blow me away with their comments and their like empathy and Mm. but today especially I was reading it and every time they said someone like called her the wrong name or made her act like a boy or um there's a a part where you can see she's drawing all these pictures and all the pictures where she looks like a boy, she's crying and she has like storm clouds over her head. And then the pictures where she's dressed like a girl 
and hanging out with super digestible for like young exactly she's like super happy and playing with her friends and um they just were super empathetic and when I got to the end of it and read the little blurb and showed them the real pictures of jazz um they just were like that was the best story ever can you read it again she was so brave and they just had like the best comments and I was like well we don't have time to read again we got to do math but it's on the bookshelf (laughs) they wanted to be pride all day And they did. They I love, literally, I, I love watched that. them pass it around during independent reading. Can I have that book when you're done with it? Can I have, it just was oh so cute and so encouraging that like, this is our next generation. Yeah. It's, and it really just the amount of like older people that are like, you expect our kids to understand, like they do. They do. They, they, they 100% do. For a single second. They have a harder time yeah. understanding that like, boys can like pink and girls can like Mm. like that's harder for them to comprehend other than the way the story literally described it is I was born with a girl brain and a boy body and they yeah simple did not question it after that just made perfect sense yeah yeah we need to be teaching kids at a young age what the world looks like and what exists in it Mm -hmm. not stigmatizing things or hiding things from them that shouldn't be hidden but okay let's get into the topic honestly talking about pride and stuff for me growing up as a closeted queer woman who had no idea of like the possibilities of what my queer identity could be I really struggled with femininity Mm. and I think that has a lot to do with why I'm still like I'm still trying to figure out today like what is my femininity because it can be different for everybody and I don't think it looks one way but I was curious to see what the definition of femininity was and it literally is like quality of having characteristics that are traditionally thought to be typical or a typical of or suitable for a woman like that's what femininity means I disagree even though that is I guess the definition yeah. of it. <laughs> um <laughs> I think that's wrong I'd like to make a petition <laughs> Yeah, but what is femininity to you, Kaylee? Um, I I kind of agree with the with the definition. Yeah, like mm. expression of what society deems something traditionally female. Maybe that's why I don't like it because. Well, there's issues just within the definition. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, the, because it feels binary. You're assigning gender roles. Yeah. Right. And I think that femininity can exist within all genders. I think that I have masculinity to me. I think that I have femininity to me. And I think that that within as well as sexuality and gender expression, like femininity is fluid. Yeah. In my opinion. But I think that's why it confused me because growing up, like femininity was attached so intensely to like the ideal, like lady, young woman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so anti that growing up. And I think it has a lot to do with being in America and growing up here. I mean, if you think about like, how you and I dress on a daily basis here and then how we packed for our trip to Europe. Like I literally just- that's like my in here is 
is that because I just think, okay, let's just start there. It's like one of my last, but we can start there because we like probably exactly a year ago, we were like, I know we were getting ready to go on our Europe trip. And I remember us literally having conversations about like what we were packing and like the style that, cause it's not like we were able to go like shopping and get all this shit and like spend a ton of money. We were trying to do it in like a budget friendly way. And like, what's the vibe? Like, what do we feel like? And both of us were like really feminine. We wanted to feel really feminine. Right. Yeah. That was like the conversation we literally had. Yeah. Multiple times. Like this is weird. We're not normally like this. I mean, I'm talking both of us packed multiple dresses. Mm -hmm. If you you know know us, us, yeah, you're lucky if you see me in a dress once a year. Do you think that it's connected to like safety? I wouldn't be surprised if it was on a subconscious level Mm -hmm. or even just like maybe not even necessarily being worried about safety, but just like eyes, just attention from men. Well, but then I don't have a problem with wearing things like leggings and a crop top, which are less... I think traditionally feminine than a dress, mm-hmm. but still, yeah, I don't want to say it's inviting, like, but men think it's inviting to like, look, you know, it's like when you think about it and fashion and clothes that were created by men for women to wear, we're all about the male gaze and how to like, like certain dresses really accentuate your boobs. For example, mm-hmm. like in my head, I'm like, men created that shit because they wanted it but like when we were going to Europe it was like this empowering like I'm doing it for myself I don't really fucking care and here it feels like have you seen the TikTok trends of of like people uh like it's time of year again like people going on the subway having to wear like yes an oversized t-shirt and then take that off god what do they call it but they literally have a name there's like a word for it yeah it's so hot in new york but you don't want to be ogled on the subway so you have to wear something to cover up literally for your safety you cover up take it off when you get to the function or wherever you're going like i don't know maybe that i mean maybe that exists in europe too but in my head when i think about like comfortability within being feminine and expressing like that side of me when I'm in Europe, I felt so comfortable walking down the street in a dress and feeling really, I don't like the word girly because I think it's binary. Yeah. But essentially that. Um, and here I even get stressed out when I go on walks wearing like a tank top or a sports bra. I'm like, I feel so much more comfortable. Why do we, why do you, it's not just because of body dysmorphia for why I wear like XLs. Yeah. It's also because I'm trying to be camouflaged. I don't want men to look at me or feel like they have the right to look at me, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I also think it comes down to like perception of bodies and like sexualizing because Mm -hmm. in Europe, a body's just a fucking body. Like tits are tits. They see them all the time. True. Like asses are asses they see them all the time it just doesn't matter as much Mm. it's not perceived in the same way as it is here whereas men here I think like sexualize it to such an extreme 
feels yeah. like anytime you're showing some kind of skin, it feels like an invitation for a man to look at you in a certain way or yeah. um, for them to think certain thoughts about you or invite certain actions. And it just doesn't, I don't know, feel that way in Europe. Yeah. It's like their understanding of bodies is just different. It's just like, well, yeah, yeah everyone has them. That doesn't mean they're not attracted to them. That doesn't mean, but it's just not as big of a deal. I know. They're like so, the thing with Americans is like, they love the, um, the like, not stigma, not stigma, but it's like, they like things to be like men in America are obsessed with like prude virgin. Yeah. They want women. things to be like off no one's seen those like certain yeah they feel like they have ownership over a body and so oh god it's just like it's so true like when you're on the beach in the south of france my boobs fell out of my swimsuit like when we were getting hit by waves and my thought wasn't like uh oh like a man's gonna see my tit because if he did i don't think he would care no They'd be like, oh, well, pretty, half of the people on this beach have yeah. their tits out. Another titty. We're like the most covered up people there. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, God. But to be fair, there were like moments on that trip where like catcalling. Oh, especially in Italy, for sure. The men looking thing yeah. did happen, but it feels different. And I don't know if it's just because it's like we're in a different culture and a different society. So things don't feel as like intense there. I don't know. I think other people would argue that that makes it feel more intense, though. So is that yeah. an us thing, or maybe is that I just a think, difference in intention thing? Like what? I don't want to speak to what happens in your. I don't live there, but because right. to be say fair, what, this is a global issue. Yeah, it's definitely not just an American issue. I just, I guess, for us, we grew up here, and this is like what we've had to deal with. So we're so anti. America and everything it stands for so when we're in like Italy and 95% of the shit is like really good and then you have like this instance of like a man sexualizing you it doesn't feel as intense Mm -hmm. because it's like well if you are a woman like in this world you just know that you can't really escape what it is to be a woman no so it's like well if I'm gonna like live somewhere might as well go somewhere where like 95% of the time it's like pretty good. Yeah. Um, You're never going to get a hundred percent. Yeah. Cause that's just what the reality is um, for us. But what was it like growing up for you? Did you feel like that you were connected with your feminine identity? Was not at there... all. Not at all. Wait, can we share what we, <laughs> I what just we told my about? parents this the other day and they were like, wait, really? I was like, yeah. So weirdly enough, like, I don't even know when this came up, but we both had like the same experience when we were younger. (laughs) Do you want to share it? (laughs) Well, we both at times like thought that we were born boys and our Mm -hmm. parents just decided that they were going to raise us as girls. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And that should just tell you what, like, how fucked the binary system is. Because, like, now that we're adults, I think we're both pretty confident in being women. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, like, we're pretty, like, sure that we're good with our identity right now. Yeah. Um, But growing up, it's like, 
this box is what it is to be a girl and this box is what it is to be a boy so the people that were like wait uh I like to do that I like to do this I like blue I like cars I like what like so am I not a girl like we literally were confused literally and at a young age yeah for what's the word I'm looking for not for you know like internal identity reasons for for things that have been projected on us by society like I didn't like wearing dresses growing up I still don't like wearing dresses pink is not my favorite color Mm I I mean I'm I went through phases when I was younger, but I'm not like glitter sparkle princess girl. Yeah. It's just not how I am. So because our world is so binary, it felt Mm -hmm. like, well, if I'm not that, I have to be this. Yeah. And like we felt felt that way. Imagine how like trans kids feel, how non-binary kids feel. It's like probably like even more intense and more confusing. So I mean, I can't imagine growing up as a non-binary kid. I mean, obviously growing up as a transgender kid in this world would be really fucking hard too, but yeah, at least, well, this is not, that's not true. It's not true of all transgender people, but I think in a lot of circumstances, some transgender people still identify more with one kind of presentation of like masculinity or femininity. Yeah. But non-binary must feel so hard because there's just no space for that in America. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. no one teaches you that you can just be, be. everything. You can and just be. And you can, you can be this one day and you can be this right. the next and you can be this in the morning and this and that. Like it, no yeah. one teaches you that. There's no room for that here. Do you notice how like in like Europe, like France, for example, the Andron andro and and androgynous what yeah androgyny androgynous is there an n in there or no i think it's andro androgynous yeah hold please but looking at androgyny god why is that so hard to say androgynous androgyny 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 okay so that is so like present in Europe in my opinion oh like for sure like the men okay okay let's just start out with this it's so much more noticeable to me with men because men in America are women are too but tied down in a different way to like what being a man is um we both are definitely but I think it's because the difference in Europe is so big for men like affection like the times where we'd see like a father and a son like holding hands like that threw me off yeah or like being affectionate with words or with with action with, um with other men with other men friends yeah like kissing their friends that hugging does their not friends happen here no um and I remember like one of the first times it like hit me I had this friend group uh, a couple years ago and it was made up mostly of British men <laughs> that's okay um uh-huh. <laughs> oh. um but it, i would they would literally like kiss they'd be like hi i love and like kiss on the lips and 
I so this is like the toxic masculinity here could never I literally had I introduced my British friends to my American college friends and we all went out and they were like they would like ask me are they gay like I don't understand like it kind of makes me feel weird and I was like no they're two straight men they just are comfortable yeah (laughs) because they grew up in the UK and they don't fucking shame men I mean I'm sure in history yeah because history obviously shows us that men have been treated in certain ways when it comes to like affection and emotions yeah but I think they progressed way quicker way faster we're like 100 years behind uh them when it comes to like gender expression and fluidity um we're just really fucking far behind here like so it's far behind. I could I don't think I've, I've ever seen like men be like that here ever wait will you read the do you still have it up the definition of femininity Mm -hmm. again because you made me think of something yes it says the fact or quality of having characteristics that are traditionally thought to be typical of or suitable for a woman okay characteristics because i was thinking i don't know at first i was thinking more uh, material things Mm. i mean material is not necessarily the right word but i was thinking more like clothing yeah like yeah interests Interests. yeah Mm -hmm. um and then when you talked about actions and like interactions and social Mm -hmm. norms that Mm -hmm. i was like does that still fall under the definition but it does yeah yeah i guess any type because in america those things would be considered more feminine actions Mm -hmm. like hugging your friends calling your friends pet names being emotional in any way (laughs) yeah literally Uh, hugging your child holding your child's hand like yeah it's something that I think is being implemented way more in parenting and I think that for people that um are attracted to that are dating like cis men there's like and I don't think it's talked about like kind of a learning curve like and I think that there's a lot of frustration of like I feel like I have to train my boyfriend husband whoever partner to understand to open up like some people have never had like a sit down talk about my emotions moment and like you're dating them and now this is a whole like you have journey to like, that you have to go yeah. on to help them that's hard that's a lot especially for like women who have been told since they were born that they're they have certain duties and that is to take care of men and support men because like and lift up men that's been like our birth at birth given job and we've like been told that whether it was told to you directly or just like societally society yeah it's been there and I don't know about you guys, but that's like a triggering thing to me because sometimes I'm like, wait, like, why is it my responsibility to explain this to you, to teach yeah. us to? Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, fuck, I feel bad for you because like you were cheated. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your it's, fault. You didn't get to learn this growing up. Yeah. Like, this wasn't yeah. normal for you. Right. That's why you all should go to therapy. Everybody. <laughs> Everyone should, but especially cis straight men get your ass into fucking therapy like today oh my god for real you know what thoughts this is like kind of tan i've been Mm -hmm. having more so recently is 
I, for whatever reason, I've just been having a lot of dads in my classroom lately, whether it's um, like volunteering on a field trip or, you know, volunteering okay. and helping me out with assessments or whatever. And I'm semi aware of this just because I know my dad's very sensitive to it. And I totally play into it, this like stigma and fear of especially white men, but mm-hmm. particularly just cisgendered men. Mm-hmm. And how they can be predators. And my dad always talks, like when I make generalizations, he gets really offended because he's always made huge effort ever since I was little. Like if I was having sleepovers, he like wouldn't go into the basement past a certain hour. Like just very aware of those things and like how he's being perceived. Mm-hmm. And I've been finding myself lately, like thinking about like the men in the room. And I'm like, oh my God, this is risky. Like this is yeah. Like, I don't know what this man on edge. Do. I don't know what this man does with his child. Why am I letting him run these other children? Like a little bit of a tangent. I'm also semi feeding into the narrative, but also but also it, it it's like the not all men narrative. It's like it's like, um, of course we know it's not all men, but there is enough for us to constantly be on edge, for us to constantly be prepared and to constantly think, I'm gonna just think the worst is going to happen in this situation because I need to protect myself. We know it's not all men, but it's a lot. Yeah. So especially when it comes to kids, I'm going to be way more overprotective in that situation. Like, for example, you're not going to see Santa sitting on that fucking man's lap. I've had Santa's touch me, not touch me, but like grope and like touch me on the outside of my clothes, just to clarify. But like, Mm-mm. priests do not let your kids be alone with like a religious person there like our studies research show survey people want to people want to like fucking say drag queens are, like i would literally yeah. trust a drag queen with my fucking life absolutely like, <laughs> yeah who would you rather have your three-year-old daughter alone in a room with five white men or five drag queens oh my god I would literally love for like if I had kids for them to be like involved in like the drag world. Like oh, absolutely. Sorry, that that really was a tangent, but I tangent, know, but it just also, had me thinking that way. <laughs> no, I just think and also like you made me think of the term like metrosexual. And I think that it like I don't know what that term necessarily means today, but I grew up hearing that my mom would say, like, oh you know, your dad's like metrosexual, because like my dad would get his like nails done, but not like nails done like in a feminine way. Like he'd go get like cleaned hy- like hygienic. Nails which done. in america is considered feminine which is so weird i know and like they'd be like oh well, you know he's a little more metrosexual he likes to shop and it's like why can't he just be like a man who it's likes to shop thing. why does that have anything to do with your identity i'm looking at that term because i'm curious yeah let's hear the deaf oh relating to or denoting men who live in urban areas and enjoy shopping fashion and similar interests traditionally associated with women or gay men i've heard like my mom referred to that my dad is that so many times interesting yeah i'm sorry i don't i don't think this would be offensive to anyone but what a fucking stupid term i know that's like why are we saying that that men have to be a certain thing yeah oh and we're gonna call you this special name because you like things that women and gay men like hello binary fuck for real like fuck the binary we could like oh my god there's so much it's funny because in my head I'm like oh this could be like a simple quick conversation and then once you start talking about there's it so many like rabbit holes you there can are down. so many but 
something I really want us to talk about is like how how often men and pick me women like to tear down interests that women and girls have Mm. and how like growing up like you throw like a girl for example or like that's so lame that you like my little pony (laughs) I can't think of anything yeah but like from a young age anything that was deemed feminine was shat on but if you didn't participate in those feminine things you weren't a girl in like and that way you know god forbid you're interested in anything perceived as masculine because now that's performative exactly no woman could ever just genuinely like sports she pretends to like sports because she wants attention from men or she wants to be cool by the men no woman actually likes cars or that and like, what fucking bullshit? At, what, <laughs> tell me what I can do right here. What can I do right? And how many times, like, older men will be like, well, it's just, like, girls don't like sports as much as guys. Why is that? Because parents treat their kids in such a gendered way that you don't introduce, you didn't introduce your daughter to sports. So how is she supposed to fucking grow up to like them? She has to yeah. discover that later on when she's older. Yeah. How fucked? That's not fair. Do you remember when I... So I grew up like my my uncle played baseball and I grew up with baseball in my family a lot. It was very like and I I don't really watch it anymore, but there was a period of time when I was like I I followed he, like baseball. Checked the ESPN app. Yeah. I was like constantly watching it. Like we would be hanging out and I'd be like watching a game at the same time. Yeah. And any single any time this ever came up with a man when I said, "Yeah, I really like baseball." They'd be like, "Oh yeah, like what's your favorite team?" Uh, name five players. Yeah, well, I guess the Mariners, because, like, they're close. But if I was going off of my uncle's teams, then I'd say that. They'd be like, oh, really? Well, like, who plays, like, shortstop? Oh, what's their number? And then if, if if like, my brother said, oh, I like baseball, they'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Why are you quizzing? You're not quizzing him, but you're quizzing me. Yeah. It's like, and then if I, like, claim to be this huge baseball fan, everyone's like, oh, she's just a pick me. Like she just wants attention from guys. Even, yeah. Even if you have the knowledge, they find yeah. some other reason to poke a hole in it. Like, yeah. oh, she just learned all that shit so she could impress a guy. Mm-hmm. Or how many, like, like every movie that we watched growing up about a high school girl, it was the cool girl that the guys always liked was like the girl who like <laughs> worked at her dad's auto body shop. And didn't wear makeup to school and like yeah. ate burgers because she didn't care and was still really skinny and really cool naturally. And how idolized that was. So it's true. like really fucking confusing because how many like opposite things do they just like, they want yeah. you to be this. They don't want you to be this. Like we're doing everything for men. It's always for the reaction of a man and men think that way. They think that, yeah, she is coming out tonight wearing that dress because I because she wants me. She, she wants, wants to, to look good me. for me. Like, yeah. dude, no one wants to look good for you. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. And maybe that's what it was in Europe is just feeling like no one really gave that much of a shit. <laughs> you know, like yeah. 
it was it was here nor there to them like <sighs> you're gonna you're gonna dress in a like get dressed up and look nice in a dress they might admire you but it's like okay yeah whatever you're gonna they like, give us they more give masculine outfit that day like okay whatever it does it I don't know it's just they care more about like the conversation <laughs> which like they care about the people <laughs> yeah the energy like they obviously are. it's not like every single man in Europe is like obviously they're we're, we're generalizing sex- we're sexual two and a half weeks there we get it yeah <laughs> like it's definitely not black or white but we're just going off of overall energy and yeah I mean of course there were men over sexualizing us we had a few experiences that were weird yeah because but, if you're a, if you're a woman traveling alone that's just gonna happen especially but last night in London yeah. that never would have happened in America never would have felt safe to do that we never would have done oh that here Get in a car with two people we just met? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the London travel app, definitely go listen to that. But like literally just met these two guys at a bar. They found out it was my birthday. They were like, oh, let's go celebrate. Got in a fucking cab with them with Uh two men, two strange men we didn't know. In a city? Yeah. (laughs) That we don't know. (laughs) At no point had either one of them hit on us or Mm -hmm. like implied anything strange. One of them had a girlfriend. Like it literally was just, you're fucking cool. This will be a good story. Like, let's yeah. hang out. It isn't, they're not just like going out to get laid. And in America, men are like, I'm going out to get laid. That's my focus. Which, like, do you get laid? But like, <laughs> I think that the experience is more important in Europe. Like, cool. everyone just wants to have fun. And if that ends in a night of sex, cool great yeah but i'm sure there are people that go out yes in the hopes of-, <laughs> of course but it's also like too, but i think it's because like the everyone's pretty like upfront, so you know what you're dealing with right away like exactly we knew what they were about right when we sat down with them and like had beers yeah we knew what certain people were about that were creepy and we were like oh cool we know you're creepy bye absolutely like, like if they want to take you home you're gonna know in the first 60 yes. seconds it was so up front and here everyone's just like trying to fucking manipulate you and like fuck you over yeah everyone's really good at lying here a girl thinks she like meets this nice person at a bar they hit it off oh my god maybe this is gonna turn into something she doesn't want to go home with him Mm -hmm. never hears from him again or goes home with him never hears from him again Mm -hmm. like okay if you want to fuck just say you want to fuck yeah (laughs) and people honestly were so upfront. And like we'd go to a club and pe- people walk up to you and be like, you know what they wanted. Yeah. Right away. Another thing I noticed was this is becoming like a America versus UK thing, which like I'm okay with America versus <laughs> Europe thing. Cause it really is prominent, especially for us. Cause we, we idolize Europe so much and talk about moving there so much. So these things always come to mind when I'm thinking yeah. about like America versus Europe, but like, in America talking to some person a guy oh yeah like I'm really into astrology oh you believe in that do you think rocks are magic too in Europe it's like oh tell me more about it I don't know much about astrology yeah the difference in that is huge and I fucking hate you bring up anything that's like primarily women or gay focused like astrology is one of those things Mm -hmm. 
um, they don't even, I'm like, well, do you know anything about astrology? Have you ever like spent a day trying to learn about it? Are you just shitting on it? Because it's like a feminine yeah. thing. Cause it's like my little pony. <laughs> <laughs> Why do men in America hate women so much? Truly. But I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is the one and only example I can think of. And that's not to say that there aren't others, mm-hmm. but like we talked about earlier, like a girl can't like sports if she does, it's like, because she learned for a man, mm-hmm. women will literally say that it's a red flag. If a guy knows anything about astrology, because it's like, Oh, the girl he dated before, like that's true all about that. Or, that's true. Or he learned to impress mm-hmm. women. Like, God forbid. Like, he has a co-star account. man has interest in (laughs) astrology. (laughs) Yeah. It it is our issue with the binary. Like, we just need to let people express themselves how they want. Yes. And be who they want. And, like, understand, like, it took me a really, really long time. Probably 2020 is when it hit me that my gender expression can be fluid. And that was the most empowering Mm -hmm. thing to me because I always like had this, like, well, if I wear a dress and like heels and have makeup on and my hair done, people are going to like put me into a box. And the next day I can't wear like baggy pants and a sweatshirt, but I literally like depending on the day and how I feel, I'm able to express myself however the fuck I want. And that's pretty cool. And pretty empowering yeah um and like when we were growing up labels were so prominent of like um I never wore a skirt because I protest when I, in eighth grade I protested like um female versus male uniforms because I had uniforms at my school and I refused to wear a skirt or a dress and it was like like people were like were like okay are you lesbian <laughs> I'm like because well, I don't think it's fair to girls. Like, I'm, uh, at the time, I was like, no, I'm not gay. And meanwhile, I was, like, totally make, like, making out with a girl from dance. <laughs> I'm like, no. What's funny is at the time, you literally thought there was nothing gay about it. No, I thought that we were just, like, two girls learning how to kiss for guys. <laughs> we're not gay. <laughs> I wore we're Bermuda shorts. I wore Bermuda shorts every fucking day of eighth grade out of protest. I think I'm straight. Like, no, but even if, but you can be straight, straight and do that. That's the point. <laughs> hey, I wore fucking plaid corduroy. There you go. It doesn't. So that's the I point is like you, I did that. And that means, Oh, put you in a box. Mm-hmm. People label you and, and are, I don't know what it's like now to be honest. Cause I'm not, it's been a while, but once you were labeled something, it stuck with you. And I think that's what freaked me out so much about like expressing myself because like if I express myself then all of a sudden I'm put into a box I have this label yeah then you're never allowed to express yourself any other way ever again yeah so let's just end this conversation was so not what I thought it was gonna be me neither like I you know I wrote out some notes but like we didn't really we kind of went off of it but I like that um we just kind of let our thoughts you know flow I think that we should definitely like bring up this idea again when we do a high cast because I'd be interested Ooh. to see what comes up there. 
write know? it down write it down i'll write down i'll write that down i have like a lot of episode ideas like and i have been, been fucking kicking ass with the episode ideas the last couple of weeks she sends me like a list yeah of these, like just here are the options fucking <laughs> topics i'm like damn how do i'm just getting better at like i'll have a thought and be like that's something i could talk to kaylee about write it down instead of just like you know yeah but but yeah um let's just end with like do you feel do you feel like you're confident now with expressing like who you are in a characteristic like gender expression way honestly no yeah it's still a journey yeah yeah I think there are certain times where I want to dress a certain way or look a certain way and because I'm single <laughs> obviously part of my brain is always like oh what if I like run into a cute guy what are they gonna think of me and I'll literally label myself mm. well I'm labeling myself because I think that's how society is gonna label me of like oh if I dress that certain way I'm like gonna assume right that like I'm gay or I you know like because that was how I chose to express yeah. myself what do we gotta do like we're name tags now of our sexuality for real <laughs> hi i'm pansexual unfortunately hetero <laughs> <laughs> yeah unfortunately i'm straight <laughs> yeah i know it's a fucking bummer man <laughs> i would agree though i think that it's still a journey also You've like gotten so much better at it though. yeah i have like she really will like switch it up one day to the next yeah which is great i think that it's definitely a journey and I think it's such a big thing because within gender expression there's like style and I I really am still finding my style and like I'm trying not to just like follow trends and like express myself how I actually want and like putting on an outfit and looking in the mirror and being like do I feel comfortable do I feel like this expresses who I am versus like am because I live in LA so it's like am I gonna go out like are people going to think I'm like trying to be too trendy and call me basic or are people going to be like, does she think that looks cute? You know? So yeah, it, it kind of flows within the, it flows within femininity because it's really, really fucking hard being a woman and you put into a box at such a young age. So like now that we're in our twenties, it's like we're reborn and having to like figure out who we are because we never were really given the opportunity to discover ourselves when we were younger like men were able to be like I want to do this I'm going to do it they were always given like the opportunity and the path to do whatever they wanted to and we were never given that in, in in a certain way obviously it's not always the case because I'm talking more like cis um straight men because obviously that's not the case for queer men um because they struggle with similar things <sighs> yeah we're suppressed Suppressed Truly. and oppressed. Live, laugh, love. Get that on a t-shirt. Suppressed and oppressed. And depressed. And depressed. Oh, I love that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> I'm going to copyright so that. I know. <laughs> Look out for our merch coming out. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we'll, we'll end here. Thank you for listening to the It's Time podcast. I'm Mariah. That is Kaylee. And we are suppressed, oppressed. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Oh.